What's up, y'all? This is Tiny and Kelvin Smith. Running back DeAndre Torrey. Senior receiver Michael Lawrence. Senior guard DJ Draper. And you're listening to Bruni's Breakdown Podcast, your home for North Texas sports. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni. And with me, once again, is Colin Mitchell. Colin, we are back. To the, to the struggles. <laughs> you were trying to think of something more grand to say, and there wasn't really a whole lot. We're back to the bottom. You know. See, sure. okay, I'm gonna come in here, and I'm gonna be the negative oh, person. Oh, I'm going with the negative. In, you come in with the positive energy. All right. So I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll try to be positive this podcast. I don't okay. have a whole lot. Good, good. But I'll but I'll I'll, I'll have more than you. Okay, good. I can guarantee that. Good. I'm glad. Glad we cleared that up after hours of pre-production went through and the planning that we did. I hope people podcast. know that we literally, we just keep our thoughts to ourselves until today. Like we we, we like try we, not to talk to each we other. Tell, yeah, we tell each other to shut up about podcast things. Like like last night, we'll bring something up and he's like, save it for the podcast. And then he'll try to tell me something. I'll be like, tomorrow you have your chance. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> don't talk to me. Um, but no, Colin, it was a very, very interesting week. For the North Texas basketball team. This is our basketball podcast. We're not doing a football podcast this week because they are on a bye. We are doing a football podcast. We're doing a Q&A podcast. About football. No. There, well, there's a lot to talk about. We might talk about football. It's like it's a Q&A podcast that might talk about football. It's not a football podcast that has Q&A. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Good. Good. Again, pre-production. Spot I on. hope we're all on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So, uh, they played Eastern Michigan last night. Don't don't skip over the Arkansas game, Colin. Did Trust we covered me. that already, did we not? No, we did not, Colin. They Man. played on Tuesday. Look, let me These games guide you. Okay. And you... I guess that's why it's Bruni's Breakdown it with is. Colin Mitchell. Let me guide you, <laughs> and then you provide your analysis. An- analysis. My great... Right? Okay, go. That's what we do Just here. Just go. So, North Texas played Arkansas on Tuesday in Arkansas. Now, it was a game going into it. People were excited because the thought was that Arkansas is not going to be as good as VCU. Arkansas is very talented. I would argue they're more talented than VCU. I would too. Just off raw talent. Like they had some dudes. Yeah, they just they're just not big. Yeah, they just weren't they didn't have the size and um they were kind of limited in a lot of things, but they were really really solid dudes and they were a really good team. And so for North Texas to go in there, we knew they were going to have to play really well. We knew they're going to have to shoot really well. We knew that they were going to have to dictate the pace. And they did a good amount of the things they wanted to do, right? They dictated the pace. They made it slow. They made it ugly. Arkansas was not able to do anything offensively for the first 30 minutes of the game, really. And then North Texas just lost the rope. North Texas was just unable to continue to try to fight and claw. And I'll tell you one thing. When you fight and claw that much in a game like, and you just have no offensive firepower... It has it just wears on you. Oh yeah. It's just like you're you're getting stopped after stop after stop, and then you're going down and not doing anything. Pretty knows from the ball don't lie days. Oh yes. Again, if longtime listeners, you'll know we played a men's league and he played all forty minutes as the only player, capable player. On it the was team. not it was not good. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. <laughs> but regardless, um yeah, North Texas was like kept going in, having chances, having chances, having chances, and they couldn't do it. And eventually, Arkansas, with the talent they had, was able to open up the game. The last 10 minutes, they pulled away and they did their thing um, with, let's see, it was a five, it was a six-point game with 10 and a half minutes left. And the score at that time was 38-32. <laughs> so through 30 minutes of basketball, it was 38-32 to Arkansas. The final score ended up being 66 to 43 Arkansas. So they scored 28 points in the final 10 minutes. Yeah. Meanwhile, North Texas scored 11. So that's that's the difference of the game, right? That's not hard to see, but it's easy to see that North Texas was you know, at least in the contest for the majority of the game. That's, that's how kind of how every game's been this season though. Where they've been in, they've been in the VCU, they were always right there, but they couldn't overcome a seven-point deficit. Yes. Arkansas, it was six points. They could never, you know, get over that hump. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about last night. Yes, but we'll talk about the Eastern Michigan game. So, North Texas, like I said, they needed everything to go right for them. They needed to, you know, not be super sloppy. They needed to get to the free throw line. They needed to make three-pointers. And they didn't do a single one of those things. 
They turned the ball over 22 times. They went to the free throw line 12 times where they only made seven, which is noteworthy. And then they shot two of 17 from three. I'm sorry. They turned the ball over 18 times, not 22. They didn't check off any of the boxes they needed to check off. All The only box they did check off was their defense, which was solid, which was pretty pretty good. They contested a lot of shots. I think they rebounded pretty well. Uh, let me I check. think they out-rebounded 34-31. Uh... Yeah, no, they rebound the hell out of them. They out-rebound them 37-24. Oh, wow. I mean, and that's 14 offensive rebounds to four for North Texas. I mean, that, that okay, I wrote in the recap, or you wrote the recap, and I edited it into the recap. <laughs> uh, North Texas was able to get those possessions back, those turnovers back, because of their offensive rebounding. And that was like a big thing for them, was offensive rebounding in order to compensate for the turnovers. But they were never able to score off of those turnovers. No, no. Or the, or or, the offensive rebounds is what yeah, I mean. Either one, really. Um... But yeah, so they weren't able to do any of those things, and it was pretty painful to watch. Yeah, it was. You always felt like they were right there, and they just needed like one guy to hit a shot. Like a James Reese hit. I think he went three and nine from three. That was last, or that was no, no, that was game one against VTU. Last, okay, let me read them off. Yeah, read Arkansas. Off he went. Uh, Reese went one of five from the field. 0 for three from three. Gibson went one of five from three. Hamlin went over two. Uh, Gu went one of two. Uh, let me see if DJ. DJ did not attempt a three and did not attempt a shot in 12 minutes, which when you compound that with the 21 minutes he played against Eastern Michigan where he shot twice. Yeah, we'll talk about we that need to talk well. about Yeah, we need to talk about that. We need to talk about that. Um, and then you look at Arkansas and they played, wow, they played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They only played seven guys. North Texas on the other end played, I believe, 11, 10. 10 and i mean larry wasn't really effective um thomas was oh thomas had his worst game of the season have going over three from the field um there just wasn't a lot that went right i mean zach was okay three of seven from the field four fouls J- jamile was pretty much useless rose was over for three from three <laughs> oh just called the player useless <laughs> No, no, no. I, mean, I don't mean useless as in like he, in the big picture, he's useless. But he was useless in that game specifically. And that might sound harsh, but <laughs> Jemai Simmons playing eight minutes. No, I know. I know. Not I, shooting a you, shot. You're just normally the, the person that doesn't say things like that. I told that. you I'm going to be the negative person I know. Okay, here, okay? I, I'm letting you go. No points, no assist, one rebound, three fouls, one turnover in eight minutes. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat things here. I don't know what you want me to say. Like... I'm not going to sugarcoat things, Con. I'm sorry. So anyways, North Texas lost to Arkansas 66-43. The biggest thing that stood out to me was that, once again, their lack of ingenuity on the offensive side of the ball. Their their lack of penetration. Their lack of Mm -hmm. concepts that were able to get Arkansas off balance. Like, there was very little done that made me think, like, wow, that was a really good, like, pass or that was a really good drive that was a really good play especially in the first half where they scored 16 points like and they were only down seven they were down 12 going to half it was seven at one point but then they oh okay so i'll put it together at the end um but yeah there was just not much uh, arkansas ended up shooting six to 22 from three and arkansas shot 44 percent from the field they only had 10 turnovers as well so I don't know what else to take away from it besides Arkansas is a good team and North Texas is nowhere near that level right now. Despite what the score says. They lost by 23. But I'm talking about like all their scores. Oh, yeah. yeah despite what the scores say. No, no, no. Um, What was... Was there a single person? Because this is hard going back to remembering to Tuesday's I, game. I, I, I can, I can, I can. Well, it depends on your question, I guess. I haven't been uh, that that sharp apparently so far. Getting yes, everything yes. Wrong. You're missing everything wrong. But go go ahead. What were, what were you going to say? What were you going to ask? I was going to ask you... What who stood out to you in a good or bad way? I mean, Mo playing thirty two minutes, seven points, three of eleven. From it was field. Javion again, mm-hmm. just having another rough night at point guard. Yeah, it's he's supposed to be. I mean, he's he's supposed to be the true point guard. Obviously, we know that he doesn't have the playmaking abilities that Ryan has, but he hasn't made up for that in in other ways that we thought he would have, which is you know his presence on the inside. I mean, we how many, how many attempts, or shot attempts did he have against Arkansas? Yeah, he had nine. Went three of nine. Yeah, so it was three of nine. A lot of those one were, assist, five yeah, turnovers. exactly five turnovers. His assist to turnover ratio has got to be awful at this point. It's just like you said, there's no ingenuity on the offensive end. Yeah, 
Um, I don't know how much more we can say about this game because I feel like coming off of the Eastern Michigan game last night, that's really what we have on our mind. North Texas did have seven points off the bench. And for a team who played ten guys, yeah, kind I mean, of alarming. Thomas came off the bench. I mean, you have Thomas, DJ, Larry, Jemiah, and Jalen all played over eight, all played eight, eight or eight plus minutes. So, and only got seven points out of them. It's tough. It's tough to win games when you score 43 points and the offense look as bad as it did. There's a lot of holes that this team needs to fill. And we're going to talk about them against Eastern Michigan, against Eastern Michigan, because that game did not look much better. It in fact, probably looked worse. (laughs) (laughs) So North Texas played Eastern Michigan last night, Saturday night, and lost to Eastern Michigan 56-51. For those of you who don't know how good or bad Eastern Michigan is, Eastern Michigan was projected to finish last or second to last in the MAC, the MAC, Mid-American Conference. Akron is in their conference. Akron was projected to be all about on their level. So, I mean, again, that's that's not good. At all, because the MAC is not a powerhouse conference by any means, and if you could argue that Conference USA is better than the MAC. Now, with all that being said, I don't think Eastern Michigan was a bad team. Like, I don't think they are. I don't think they're like a team where North Texas lost them, and I was like, "Wow, I can't believe North Texas lost him." Like, I don't think the talent deficiency, the talent was not bad from Eastern Michigan. No, I agree. It was just we didn't expect North Texas to come out and play this bad. Yeah, and it was more more of an indictment on what how North Texas played than it was how Eastern Michigan played. I agree. So let's let's get into it real quick. North Texas, once again in the first half, was pretty pretty inept on offense. Got um uh, was down twenty nine to twenty two going into the half. Eastern Michigan played a two three zone for the majority of the game, and it really 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 perplexed North Texas. Yeah, and we saw some of that from Arkansas as well. Yeah, we saw uh, here and there from Arkansas. One thing that it stood out to me, but did they even have, I don't think they had a single transition point. <laughs> yeah. Zero fast break points. And it's not even that they didn't score in transition. It's that they weren't even looking to push in transition. Yeah. It was, they'd always, they tried slowing it down no matter what was happening in the game. And the thing is, I understand going against VCU and Arkansas, not wanting to get sped up by them, but Eastern Michigan's kind of a different game. Like if you, especially going against a zone, Right, like mm-hmm. when you play a zone, it just limits your your ability so much to be creative on offense. It's like you have to get it to high, po- high post, or you have to get in the paint. You have to attack a certain way against a zone. And their zone was long; like they had long players. They had yeah. some length. They had a seven footer in there that I was like, "Damn, that guy's bigger than Zach." So they had size to really, really affect North Texas. And even a good shooting night from three for North Texas, eight of twenty from three wasn't enough to extend the zone out and allow them to hit um pick get into the gaps Mm -hmm. in the second half the difference between the second and the first half was in the first half they were just kind of exclusively going to the high post area um just off the pass so they were going to dang or zach or whoever was in the high post and then asking them to turn face up and make a play off of that so read the help and yeah hit the dive or whatever you know that type of stuff and then in the second half dang or whoever it was at the high post would come up and screen for Javion or Mo, and they would come off of it and be a little bit, and that was a little bit more effective. That's why I mean they scored twenty nine points in the second half. <laughs> they went from like a <laughs> they went from a seventy one offensive rating in the first half to probably I think it was like a ninety or something in the second half, which is at least acceptable in a sense. Yeah, but it was not near enough, really. I mean, again, nineteen turnovers. Plagues the plagued the team. They shot eight to twenty from three, which I think is good. But then seventy nine from the free throw line. They only got nine to free throw line nine times. And I think it's important to note that a lot of their turnovers this season have been unforced turnovers. Mm-hmm. It's just them either throwing the ball away or you know bad pass somewhere. It's it's not like the other team, like a VCU or Arkansas, like they were really like just getting yeah. after them. I mean, a lot of these turnovers are unforced. I think a, an interesting thing is that with this pace of play that North Texas is playing at right now, and not wanting to force shots early, or not wanting to take early shots mm-hmm. it's put them their backs against the wall in a sense late in the clock so that's where we see a lot of the turnovers come because eight seconds left on the clock you're like well shoot like i don't want to take a step back three i want to at least try to get something to the rim right and so that's where guys will put their head downs and try to you know they'll get help and then they'll try to make the right play out of it and then it'll be 
turnover deflected you know all that stuff and that's where a lot of the turnovers come from it's not from them being overly aggressive but it's from them being forced to be aggressive right and when you're being forced to be aggressive instead of you choosing when to be aggressive Mm -hmm. it's it's like every it's like every position they have they're being for like at the end of the shot clock whoever's the ball in their hand is is forced to be the the hero Mm -hmm. in that possession so to say yeah and even if you push the ball in transition and you don't shoot the ball like I'm not saying anything grand here. I'm not saying anything like yeah, it's just basic. But if you push the ball forward, and even if you don't shoot the ball, there's something called secondary transition where you know you can maybe get a stagger screen or you can get a a, a drag screen. And see, drag screens were such a big part of this offense last year, where Ryan would push the ball up real quickly, and then Zach would come from the trailer position and come set a screen, mm-hmm. and you just catch the defense not in sync completely yet right right like you want to catch that one missed rotation or that one over uh over help or something like that and that's just what this team has not done any of i can't remember the last drag screen i've seen from this team which a drag screen for those of you who don't know is when you push the ball in transition and the trailer comes yep. comes from the trailing position and sets the screen on the man and then rolls or pops or whatever it's just kind of a it's not a set it's just yeah, something it's, that it's happens just, yeah it's just something that happens another thing too is even hitting hitting the trailer trailing shooter like we haven't seen any of that. It's just everyone gets in their spots. It was either Javion or Mo, both on the wings or on the yeah on the wings, mm-hmm. and then you had whoever in the corner, depending yeah. on who it was. DJ and it was just yeah, it was just passing in and out. And McCaslin took a lot of uh, took a lot of blame for it, which he's always done in his career. Like anytime anytime something yeah. goes wrong, he always like you can blame me and all that stuff, which which is fine. Um, it's just troubling that. They've played three different styles of defenses, right, to this point, and they haven't had success against either any of them. I'm not counting Oklahoma Christian. I don't care about that. VCU is an up, up-tempo team that presses, running and jumps and stuff. They did not have success, success there. Arkansas was more of a half-court defense, but they were undersized in a sense, so they were kind of scrambling more so. Um, they didn't have success against them. And then you play a slower team, Eastern Michigan, who plays a zone. They've had some press in there. They pressed a little bit at some points, but it wasn't anything crazy. Um and they didn't have success against them. At some point, you have to evaluate this offense and be like, okay, this is kind of what they are in a sense, and we need to figure out how they're going to, how they're able to improve. Well, what, what are they? What what are what are what? You said that this is what they are, but what? Oh, what this we- offense is a extremely stagnant offense in search of a player that can create. But is it level. is it the players or the way they're playing? It's both. It's definitely both. It's not that, like, for example, Mo Gibson had one assist last night. Yeah. We've seen Mo with a little bit more aggression kind of just be really good for this team. He's He had some passes last night even. He had that one pocket pass in the paint that I was like, oh, my gosh, that's a really good pass. Mo can pass. Mo can make plays. But he's not being aggressive, and then he's also not – being in position to be aggressive, if that makes any sense. Being put in the position or just yes. being there anyways? Well, well, both. Yeah, both. And Mo is a player who will shoot the open three. Like, we know that. Yeah. But he also has evolved his game into a point where he can get in the paint. He can make plays for other people. And he did not get inside the three-point line at all, really. And, that's again, that's not a full indictment on him. That's also, like, the coaching staff's job is to get them in position to attack a zone because, obviously, this team did not know how to attack a zone regardless of how much work they've been putting in. Like, I've been to practice. They work on beating a zone. Yeah. But they just couldn't do it. And it was really concerning because a couple teams in Conference USA are going to play zone. Like, not a lot of them, but it can definitely be something people pull out if like North Texas gets on a roll, just like they, oh, yeah, they need a quick stop. Throw a zone in there for five minutes. That'll stop them. Like there, it's very concerning, very very concerning that they scored fifty one points. Um, I mean, just to run in, run through these stats: James Reese two of six from three, eight points. Gibson three of eight from three, eleven points. Hamlet two of two from three, ten points. Um, he also he had three assists and seven turnovers. Led the team, um, in both of those categories. Dangu uh four of seven. For 11 points from the field. Zach Simmons, 2 of 5, 4 points. Rose, 1 of 2, 2 points. And then DJ was 1 of 2 for 3 points. Thomas Bell, 1 of 4 for 2 points. Yeah. There's a lot of guys on that list. I mean, has anybody scored? Against VCU, I don't remember the scoring, but has anyone scored over 15? 
I don't remember. I don't. I mean, I'm not counting Oklahoma Christian. Yeah, then no. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, you so feel it's, like you're it's like the same guys a game, and they're averaging 50 points a game. I don't really <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know, I know. <laughs> um, so again, we're running into similar problems as last year, where they don't have a guy that can go score. I don't even think it's that. It's points. they're not even. No one's able to score points. Last year, you had yeah. Zach that was able to get you around 10 a night. You had Ryan who was able to get you 12 a night. I mean, they don't even have that guy at this point. I kept saying last night. Because 8 of 20 from 3 is really good, right? Yeah, but again, see, but there has to be context with that because they only attempted 48 shots. Mm-hmm. So if you're shooting 20 shots from 3 and 8 of your shots went... So they sh- they were 18 of 48, I think, right? Yes, from So 18 of 48, 8 of those shots made were 3s. So, yeah. so that's like 35% of your sh- total shots made were 3s. That's that's not good. Um, Like, it was it, it was more so... Like, you can, you can remember three times where it was just kind of late shot clock. Okay, Reese is on the wing. Let's just throw it to him. Hope that he makes it. Well, here's well, here's here's the ultimate caveat, I guess. Is Javion Hamlet going two or two from three? Like Javion's not a bad shooter. Well, right, but, but even his two threes late shot clock. You no, know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like they're lucky he hit those two threes. Right, because this the game could look a lot worse if he didn't. And again, Javion's not a bad shooter. He's not Ryan. He's a better shooter. And like we've always said, he has more of an offensive like array of skills than Ryan does. But to to rely on him to go two or two from three is kind of interesting from from my perspective. And then when you get into it deeper and you just see Thomas having a really rough nine fifteen minutes, DJ having two points in twenty one minutes. I mean, I don't know what else. I don't know. What, I mean, Zach having having not a great night either. It's tough to assign the blame to one person or one thing i think it's like a team-wide thing right now coaching staff players yeah, everything no, like agree. they just i completely they're agree. not able to figure it out right now and i don't know i think the skill set is there i feel like james reese has more potential to do more than what he's doing right now i think mo has way more potential to do more than just score 11 points on three of 12 shooting i think that javion has a little bit more potential dang has more potential thomas has more potential how are they gonna be able to figure that out what's interesting to me is this the, the way the, the gosh just Stumbled with my words. The okay. way that they've been playing, it's like they still have Ryan, and I mean that in the sense that Javion has the ball in his hands up until the last second every every play, for the most part. It feels like it. Yeah, and that's caused him to have so many turnovers through these first four games, and I just feel like you got to give. I mean, Moe's had the ball in his hands, but you got to give the ball to somebody else. I mean, James Reese, whether it's having the ball in his hands, just you got to have the ball in someone else's hands, I feel like. At some point, somebody needs to be just put their head down and just be like, no, I'm going to just try to force the issue here. Now, that is also where you get turnovers, of course, but at if least... nothing else is working, though. At, uh, yes, but nothing else has been working. No, that's what I'm saying. you got to do that if nothing else has been working. Like, how many times have did you see people, like, jab, step, and drive? Never. Or attack the hip of never. somebody, or come off a screen never. and just attack the. Never, like it's gonna be never to every single one of those. It was like you said, it was the same thing every time they came down the floor. Now I think the only time that we saw that was when, like I said, they came up and set ball screens, and Javion was able to get in the paint. And then they had some inside out action that but it led was Javion alone. That led to those threes that gave them the run to start the second half that put them in the lead. Mm-hmm. But like Thomas didn't didn't even look comfortable driving to the paint. Thomas didn't look comfortable doing anything that yeah last night. DJ. Has to shoot more than two times. And DJ, he had, he had plenty of times to do so. Let's DJ, talk about this real quick. DJ okay. shot three times in, in thirty six yeah. minutes in the past two games. Yeah, I wanted him to be Patty Mills. If you don't know who Patty Mills is, he's a, he is a Spurs bench player that comes in and probably shoots ten times in fifteen minutes of play or twenty minutes yeah. of play. Like, and he's a good point guard. Like, he's he's a legitimate player. I wanted DJ to be that. And DJ is not that because not because he can't shoot or doesn't want to shoot because I feel like he kind of embodies what this team is right now is that we don't want to force this we don't right. want to force that and he's a very smart player and these are all really smart players Reese Javion Mo are all really smart players so they don't want to force the issue they know like it's not the best thing for this team to try to attack you know twenty seconds and twenty seconds left on the shot clock but at some point. What you're doing isn't working. Right. And I feel like that's where film comes into play. That's where you see where you can attack. That's where you see where you can push the ball. And this offense right now is just very rudimentary. Mm -hmm. And so you have to grow it in some ways. And I think that they will grow. I'm not concerned that they won't get there. I'm concerned that they're not there right now. And they're so and they're farther behind than I thought they were. So you're, you're basically saying that you don't think they'll make it in time. 
Well, like, conference is far away. Conference starts well, yeah, January. Oh, right, conference, is, but you're saying that it's going to be farther than we thought. No, yeah. So yeah. if I thought that they were going to hit their stride, like, like let's say December fifth against Oklahoma, let's say that's where I'm, or December second against UT Arlington, like that's where I initially had them like hitting yeah. their stride, like okay, they're going to get some momentum, three games. I could see it being more December twenty first, Arkansas Pine Bluff, or December twenty eighth, Texas Wesleyan, December seventeenth, Dayton. Like it's gonna be an extra two or three weeks for this team to comp- actually figure out like what works, what doesn't, what they need to do, yeah. how to get people in position, and that's not a bad thing because all that matters is conference play. Right, we know of course, that, of course, yeah, we know that. But it is just so that's that's why it's alarming to me is because they're farther behind than what I thought they were, mm-hmm. and so when you continue to be farther behind, like it just get, leaves you with more work to do, and they do they have more work to do than what we thought they did yeah. too. So that's the that's where my concern is right now. Um. Zach didn't really get any opportunities to post up because they had a, like a seven footer in there for a lot of the game, and I don't want to force things to Zach. Regardless, he—I mean, he—he he is good, obviously, but I don't want to force things to Zach. Like, I agree. He needs to be able to take advantage of mis- take advantage of mismatch. I can't speak mismatches, force help, and be a great rebounder. He was a good rebounder last night. He had twelve boards. But I didn't feel the need to force anything to him. It was more on the guards. I mean, it really is yeah. at this point on the guards. And I think that there was some a little too much indecision from the three-point line. Eight of 20 from three is good. And like you said, it made up a lot of their shots just because they only took 48. I want to see them take 25 threes. Oh, yeah, completely. I, want to take- I mean, there's so many times where there was a there would have been a contested shot, but it would have gotten up and you would have had a good look at it where they just were. It was a pump fake, swing it, and then again, pump fake, swing it. You just got to put up a shot at some there, point. I mean, were, DJ, DJ especially. Yes. I mean, there was at least three times where you'd even hear the crowd go, shoot it, and he was just pump fake, swing it. Yeah, and then it eventually probably led to a turnover. Not by him or by somebody right, else, just because it was so late in so the clock. So late in the shot clock. And you have to make plays at that point. Like, the defense is playing you. At this point in the season, three games in, obviously four games in, but three games into the D1 season, teams know what you're going to try to do. They know you're going to try to work the shot clock down and, play slow Mm -hmm. and if you don't never shoot with 15 seconds on the shot clock those pump fakes are not going to kill anybody those pump fakes are not going to get anybody you're going to have a guy standing in front of you with their hands up still you're going to be like oh yeah shoot it please like we know you don't want to do that like whenever somebody is going to an opposing team is going to make you do what you don't want to do and if you don't show any variance in that offense or that pace of play Mm -hmm. it becomes very predictable and that's where I just want to see DJ Mo was pretty aggressive from three, so I don't want to. I mean, he talk, he took eight threes. I don't think any of them were really bad looks per se. No, but DJ needs to shoot more than twice in twenty one minutes. Yep, I don't care how they come. No, I, I can, don't. I completely. He just agree. needs to shoot more because. I completely agree. I mean, this is not a full indictment on DJ because it's kind of unfair with lineups, but he was a minus fifteen in twenty one minutes. Yeah, and obviously it's not completely fair because he had he was in with Abdul and whoever for two minutes and. Abdul was a minus six. Yeah, Abdul was a minus six in two minutes. So um, he was in that lineup. So it's not completely fair, but it was not even close. He was minus fifteen. Right, but if you have DJ on the court, we you you said this last night that we talked about how he's he's a scrappy defender, but he's out there to shoot. He's out there to to make a bucket. He's out there to be smart. He's out there to yeah. you know not turn the ball over. But at the end of the day, he's there because he can shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. Like you can put Larry in, or you can put Jalen in. And they can be smart players and make plays for other people, but the difference is DJ is able to shoot the ball at a forty-five percent clip from anywhere. Yes, like it's not complicated. So yeah, I wish DJ would have shot the ball more. Um, I think he would have made more. I think he, if he shot five times, I, there's no doubt in my mind he makes at least another three, or he makes one or two of more threes. Like this oh, is yeah. a forty percent shooter we're talking about. Yeah, he's going to make shots. So um, yeah, that's my evaluation of, of his play, Reese. Kind of similar. He only took seven shots. Um, again, he has great elevation on his shot, and he, the only shot he had inside the arc was that dunk towards the end of the game on the uh, on the lob that they were trying to get the entire game. They were trying to get <laughs> yeah. that damn backdoor lob yep. for yep. forever, and they could not get it. And I watched them in practice keep trying it, and it didn't work in practice either. And I'm like, oh man, this is not good. And they ran it five times, and finally at the end of the game, it worked, and it didn't really matter, but. Regardless, that was his only shot inside the arc. We need James to. I need to see. I need. I need to see, yeah, exactly. I need to see more than him just running off ball and yeah, that's hitting, what he's doing a lot and and waiting until the last second to shoot a three. He needs to be, in my opinion, he needs to be used more like a first or second option. 
I agree because no, he is because he has the skill set to do so. Yeah. I mean, we 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 saw him. Obviously, your your talent's not going to transfer over like it was in JUCO in terms of production mm-hmm. right now. But he has the shot. He has the athleticism. Yeah, he can do a lot of off ball stuff, which is what I wanted. I mean, don't get me yes. wrong; it's what I wanted. But he he's able to have the ball in his hands. He's able to you know put his head down. He's quick. He's athletic. I mean, don't just use him as a as, as a as just a spot of shooter because that's yeah. what he's been used as so far. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Him and him and Mo just need to continue to be aggressive. Put their head down. Get two feet in the paint. Force help. James. The difference between Reese and Mo is that Reese is able to elevate and you know finish at the rim pretty 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 well just because of his size and his strength and his leaping ability um so i don't really see a reason why he shouldn't be more uh, aggressive in that sense even if he's not comfortable right now with by with doing that he needs to become more comfortable mm-hmm. because this whole first two months is just people finding what they're good at and what they're not good at and he just needs to be more aggressive there um dang had probably his best game of the year last game was good too yeah so i mean he's he's Put it together a little bit more. He had 11-11 on 4-7 shooting, 3-5 from the free throw line. Uh, It's still hard to pinpoint what Dang is exactly good at, but he's a solid rebounder. He's a solid finisher. He's a, He has solid footwork. I mean, he's the reason the team was, was close in certain points of the game. And he was a good defender, too. Yeah. Did he have two blocks or one block? I don't know. Two blocks. Yeah, he had a couple blocks and in there, steal. too. Yeah, and he's a, I mean, he's a versatile player. Yeah. He's come on, and I was like... All right, and I knew he was going to be good, but I just wanted to see where he was going to impact the game. And he hit a three. He's impacted. He did not last night. I don't think. No. Oh, it was against, that was uh, against Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's just a really solid player all around right now. So we'll see how Dang continues to evolve at this moment. Uh, lastly, Rose came in for eight six minutes, went one of two from the field, zero of one from three. Did his patent ball or pump fake <laughs> sidestep. Fadeaway three that hit the backboard, but he did have a nice run there, runner in there um, as Off well. Off a of pump fake as well. <laughs> Off a of pump fake as well, and so that was good to see. Um, really hoping Rose can come back and be uh, be an effective player, but he has some work to do at this moment because yeah. his defensive deficiencies are not able to be played if he's not scoring. I completely agree. So, okay, Colin. Anything else over these two games? Anything else over? Uh, the team well, or I, anything? I, I, I don't know if we're going to talk about this later, but inbounding plays was were really bad last night. I did not have that written down. Oh, yeah. Javion had a couple turnovers on that. Yeah, and it just looked like... The, I mean, at one point, they put DJ on the other side oh, of the court. And throw it. Just chuck it. Just to <laughs> chuck it over there. So, we need to see. I don't I, I don't know if there's a whole lot I can say about that right now, but there needs to be something because apparently nothing was going... <laughs> yeah, that was pretty alarming. That was pretty alarming. Uh, what's... What's more alarming to you? The... Three pointers or the lack of getting to the free throw line. What do you mean by three pointers? Like them, they're not shooting particularly well, even though they did shoot well last game. They didn't shoot oh, well like against Arkansas. From three? Yeah, I'd I think, probably say free throw line because if you if you not getting attempts at the free throw line isn't it is because you're not getting in the paint. Yes. So I mean, once you get into the paint, you're gonna have shooters open. But they didn't they didn't have a reason to have to collapse on anybody last night. Um, James Reese, or not James Reese, uh, Javion was the only guy attacking, and when he did attack, it was just a floater every time. I mean, yeah. he never got to the rim per se. And yeah, the floater's good, but you can't just only be a guy that shoots a floater when you're yeah. inside the paint. You have to. Be, I mean, he came here when he came here. We thought that he was gonna, you know, be the guy that was not just the guy who just finger roll lays at layups like Ryan mm-hmm. did. He was supposed to be the guy that could, you know, floater whatever. I mean, whatever. Yeah. And yeah. he just hasn't been that. Uh, let's talk about the defense side of the ball real quick. Again, against Eastern Michigan, they were good. Mm-hmm. But I felt like it was a step down from their first two games, slightly. Because there were a few times where they were out of rotation. They were late on a late on help. I mean, they took a ton of charges, so that was good. Mm-hmm. But there were just some times where it kind of showed their... What's the word? What's the word? Like, they weren't... They were on the same page. Like there, there's no doubting this team this is cohesive. This team is on. Yeah, I guess that's the word. They were on the same page defensively, and they were making the right plays. But just sometimes they were like a step or two out of position, mm-hmm. or a step or two late on the help. Like they were sharp. What did Eastern Michigan shoot from three? It wasn't. It wasn't good. Five at all. of twenty. Yeah, it's not terrible. But yeah, five of twenty from three. I don't remember. Like a lot of those were that one guy just chunking. Yeah, I mean James Reese had a perfect closeout, and it just it went in. Yeah, 
And so I don't think it was bad defense. I think it was good defense. It was still good defense. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know if 50, it was 56 points. Yeah, I just don't know if it was as good as Arkansas and um, VCU. I don't think the defense is something we need to be concerned about at all. I agree. I think the defense is gonna be fine. And at this point in the year, this that's what they have to lean their put their hats on. Right. Yeah, now, I mean so. that's the only thing they've been doing great. So okay, Colin, let's panic meter. Panic meter. What is okay? Let's let's go through a scale because for football it was tens. The season's over. One is this team's winning a championship. Let's make it conference championship. By the, let's do makes the tournament. Let's do makes the tournament as one. Okay. Okay. This team is making the tournament as a one and a ten. Is this is not working at all? Panic. Which means what? Blow it up somehow. I can't blow it up. I know, I know, yeah. This team is gonna be very similar next year. That is this year. Like all you're losing this year, senior wise, is Dang Rose, Rose and DJ. Yeah. So. It's gonna be uh. I don't know what 10 is. 10 is this just, team doesn't make the tournament. Doesn't make the conference tournament. Yeah. There we go. Okay. So, so the bottom two seed. That's really bad. <laughs> yes, let's, that, not, let's not. All right. Let's say they're playing at that level. Like they're not. No, a, no we can't say they're playing at that okay, level. Okay. Okay. They're not. Because that's what we're doing for football. Okay. You're right. All right. On a scale of one to 10, Colin, where is your first basketball panic meter at? It's going to stay at a solid five because I don't know what's happening yet. <laughs> so f- five right now is neutral for me. Um, It is not a. It is not a for sure thing because five would probably be like we're pretty panicking. Mm-hmm. Um, it is just right now a neutral because I don't know how long it's going to take this team to put it together. It come conference time, if they are still doing this, you know, if they're still averaging 50 something points a game, then we'll have a problem. But mm-hmm. ask me again then. I'll be, I'll be again, keep with the theme of this podcast of being me being a little more negative. I'll be, I'll be at a six. Six. I think I am at six. So, you, so you've decided six. It's not a neutral six. It's not neutral. I think there are some concerns with this team at this point in the year. And there are, I mean, like I said, seeing them against three different defenses mm-hmm. and all three of them be not good. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt against a VCU team. Arkansas was pretty bad. VCU is just a really good defensive team. Yes. But no, I, I guess I can agree with that, but. It's again early. It's just you know how irritating it is to watch the ticker when you're watching a football game or something and be like, eighty-two to seventy-nine, ninety-three to eighty, Belmont put up a hundred. Uh, like yeah, you see these teams yeah. that are like tournament level teams or like even just upper echelon teams. Like Louisiana Tech played. Ah, oh, they played someone good. Hold on, let me let me check. Let me check. Louisiana Tech played someone good and they they had a respectable. Um, score against them. Well, UTEP beat uh, who did they beat in the other top twenty-five? New Mexico State, and they put up 80, 83 points or something like that. New Mexico State's not in the top twenty-five. I don't think they were in that other twenty. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I said. Oh yeah, yeah, they're one of the better mid-major schools. Mid-major schools, yes. Louisiana Tech. Okay, I can't type while I I can't type while I podcast. Louisiana Tech basketball. You could just type in La Tech. Creighton. So they lost to Creighton, eighty-two to seventy-two. Louisiana yeah, this team did. puts up like forty points against Creighton. Like that's that's what I'm saying. Like Louisiana took put up thirty-six at, per half. Mm-hmm. Like that's not even that crazy, but it feels crazy. Yeah, it feels like this team is incapable right now of scoring seventy-two. And that's really. And annoying. I feel like we should have saw this too because they only put up eighty or whatever it was against Oklahoma Christian. Yeah. So, um. So yeah, that was um. I'm at a six. Okay, I'm at a six. Comfortable six. Ooh, he's 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 confident with his answer. Did you have something or nothings? Yeah, I did. Do okay. you? I can come up with something. I can come up with something. Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to go first? I can. Go Whoever first. wants to go first, I can go first. Okay. Something or nothing. McCaslin playing eleven people against Eastern Michigan. Definitely something. That tells me that they do not know what the rotations are at this point. Then I feel like that should have already kind of been figured out. Maybe through the first couple games, it's like, okay, we, we can just kind of uh, test these out to make sure we knew what we were talking about. But this tells me that they didn't know at all coming to the season. I agree. I agree. You said everything I was going to say. Yeah. I they're, mean, they're, they're try- they don't know. The fact that Jalen played against Arkansas, I mean, the fact that he just played, it was only eight minutes, but the fact that he played just meant that he was trying to figure something out because they had no, I mean, he would have played last night. No, he would have. He would have. I mean, he definitely would have. He probably would have played ten minutes last night if yeah. if he was he wasn't if he was healthy. And the fact that Abdul played last night when the game was closed. Yeah. I mean, it's just 
Yeah. S- second something or nothing, because I agree with you. I'm a, I agree with something. Okay. Jemiah Simmons playing three minutes. What is this a something about? You need to you need to ex, ex, expound. Is it something? Is it something we should be concerned about? Or is it not concerning? I don't think we should be concerned. Well, I, I already thought that he was not going to be good at center. See, but they played him. I mean, they... Because, see, they put... They put Dang in center at one point. Yeah, they they had Dang in center. So I mean, I think it'll be it'll be matchup wise. So I guess it's nothing because that's what I expected. Mm-hmm. But it's not a good thing if that's if you want me to say it's something. But yeah. it's, I think it's nothing because I expected it. Yeah. Okay. okay I think turn? that's all I had. Something. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, some, no. Something or nothing. This team not knowing who to go to for scoring, and it doesn't mean that doesn't mean like a takeover guy or whoever. It means just the guy. Where he or you put the ball in your best player's hands that they don't know who their best player on the team is. McCaslin actually talked about this in the post game. Should I play the audio? Sure, if you have it just on rip. I don't know if I have it on rip. I'd have to find it. No, I don't know if we're gonna have it. Okay, what do he say? Just paraphrase. Right here. Oh, here he is. Yeah, I mean, we, I, I, I think that it'll get clear, but at this point, it's not clear who our go-to guy is. Uh, when we get to the to the end of games, and I mean that that's an important part of it because we're going to play in some close games and we're going to have to find out who can who can distribute it to the right person or take a shot and make one. So part of the process of having a new team. Is that part of where you're missing? So yeah, that was uh, that's what he said after the game. Okay, well, um, see, that doesn't. That's not what I was asking per se. Late, late in games. I mean, just at all. I mean, no, they, yeah, they no, haven't I, had a guy score 15 points. I don't think, unless it's against Oklahoma Christian. Yeah, like they don't have a guy where it's like, like they like Rose his his first year. He was the guy we knew that was going to average the most points. Yes, we thought this year it might have been Mo, it might have been Reese, it might be Thomas. Those guys have each had individually good games, but they've never had. I mean. Dang has the most double-digit scoring games. I feel like this <clears throat> season, and it's two. One thing I don't wanna, I don't want to overreact three games into the year, but <laughs> but but it is I don't hard think it's an overreaction. Three different three different games because last I listened to last week's podcast and it felt like we were kind of overreacting in a sense because we'd only watched two games. This one gives us a little more context, and we're going to continue to get more context about this team over the coming weeks. See, I'm these, these games curious. tell us a lot more about this team than. Last year's team where we were like, okay, this team's really good whenever they were playing yeah. subpar teams. Yes, they're playing good teams, but La Tech played Creighton. They put up 72. They still had their probably their number one leading scorer still um, leading the way. Crazy, yeah. So this team doesn't have that. We thought it was going to be Reese. Like, who? we don't even know. Who, I, don't, I couldn't even name off the top of my head who's getting the most shot attempts per game. <laughs> like, I, I, could, I d- honestly could not say that. And that's kind of concerning because at least I know that they, they know who their best player is. Like who would you say their best player is, just scoring wise? Like talent, talent. Mo, Mo, talently or talent wise, you think he's the best? Mo. Okay, I think it's Mo, Mo, Mo or Reese. Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, it's interchangeable for me. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. Um, like Dang should not be, should not lead the team in scoring these last two games. Yes, yes, of course. Because I mean, this team needs their guards. Like I said, this team needs their guards to be creators and scorers more so. Like. Dang and Zach are good finishers, and they can make plays. Like Dang, like I said, Zach is a good postal player, but they need the guards to be the creators, and they need the guards to be consistent with the shots that they're getting. Yep. So there's when you watch an offense play, or when I watch an offense play, I look a lot at what kind of shots they're getting. And over the past three games, there have been very different shots. Not, I mean, also because in part of the defenses they're playing, obviously, but. You want coaches know what shots each player wants, right? Mm-hmm. Like for instance, when you watch the Rockets, they know PJ Tucker wants a corner three. They know Eric Gordon wants a wing three, stuff like that. So when you're not getting consistent shots from a similar place, that is one thing that alarms me in a sense. Mm-hmm. And so obviously they've played three different defenses. When you play a zone, you're not gonna have the same looks as you play VCU. But still, it's something to watch for, and it's kind of the early stages of concern in that department because I want Mo to know where he's getting three-point shots from. I want I want Reese to know 
if he likes corner threes, I want him to get corner threes. Like stuff like that, that we need to figure out where they're comfortable and where they're playing at Mm -hmm. and where they're good at playing at, I should say. So that that was another interesting for me. Uh, So to answer your question, I guess it is something that they don't have a player that's going to, that's taking over yet. I think Mac kind of summarized it pretty well. Yeah. And And like I said, I don't even mean take over. I just mean get the most attempts per game. Like I just mean the guy that they know is the best player. Mo should to Mo score, should get the most and it should attempts. be Mo or Reese, yeah. depending on whoever's having the better night. I agree. Um, okay, I have two more something or nothing. Go ahead. Something or nothing. Thomas Bell. That's all I'm saying. You can't say something. You gotta give me some sort of caveat. Okay, Thomas Bell struggling. Thomas Bell not looking comfortable. It's I don't know what the adjective would be, but it's like uncomfortable. I don't want to say I I I correct my word because I don't want to say it this way. Okay. Disinterested in the role that he's playing. Okay, yeah, that's I don't I don't, I don't that's not fair. But yes, yeah, I, I, you know what I mean though. I'm not trying to mean it that way. I'm just saying like I feel like he wants the ball in his hands more. I feel like he needs the ball in his hands more. I agree, but I feel like he also wants the ball in his hands. Like I, I don't like think he, he wants to catch it in the post and then figure it out. Well, it's he's kind of like he might be the epitome of someone trying to find their role. Yeah, on this team. So yeah. it's like I feel like I don't know if he needs the wants the ball in his hands. I feel like he just wants a role. Like he wants to know what his role is. Yeah. Like he wants to know if he's a rebounder. Okay, so he it's wa- not disinterested. He it's, wants, it's trying to figure out yes. what his role is. So he wants to know if he's going to be a guy who crashes the glass. He wants to know if he's going to be a guy that's going to get, um, has to attack the rim and try to get fouled. Or he wants to know if he's a guy that, like against Oklahoma Christian, hit a jab step three. Like he doesn't know what he is right now. And I feel like that's going to be the toughest thing for this coaching staff and for his teammates to kind of help him with. And that goes back to my point with getting players where they're comfortable, right? That's mm-hmm. the epitome of coaching. That's what coaching is, is getting your players in position to be successful. And Bell has such a unique offensive game that it's kind of hard to pigeonhole him into like one area. So that's where it's kind of tough for him because he's not Mike Miller. He's not going to create off the dribble, but he's very athletic. He's very skilled but he needs that like polishing, I guess. So that's yeah. where it's, the challenge comes. So I don't. Well, correct my word first. It's not disinterested. Disinterested. I just want to make sure that's not what I'm. Yeah, no. Because no. you know what? That's not what I meant. No, no, no. I know what you mean. It's it's again. I think it's just finding his role. It's like confused. I guess. I I don't confused, know. Yeah. Confused in in his role and just trying to find his role because he's gonna have to figure something out. Like just how they want him to play. And again, that's on the coaching staff too. It's not. It's not on him. Yeah. Um. Completely. Like it's. It's a team effort. It's a team effort in getting Thomas to be more comfortable. Should he be the guy off the bench that needs to score the most? No, DJ does. Think DJ needs to average more points. I think than DJ Bell? needs to average like eight a game. Thomas needs to average like seven to eight. But don't you think Thomas could do more than seven or eight? I don't want to force Thomas into being more than that. Okay. Because I feel like he's too versatile of a player. Okay. I'm like. Eh. I don't know. It's tough. But anyways, uh, okay, did I answer your question? Yeah, I just I just wanted to make sure. That yeah, I think I, that's something. Yeah. I actually completely forgot the third one now, but it was way I knew better. You were going to. It was way better than the Thomas one, though. I knew you were going to. I'll think about it as a talking point later. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's all I had for for this uh, basketball podcast. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. We have not, like actually nothing else? I don't think so, man. Wow. We talked about both the games. Yeah. If you want to look ahead, North Texas plays North Carolina A&T, and then they go to Jamaica, where they That's play. That's going to be fun. It will be fun. Not for us, Colin. We're not going to Jamaica. I wish. But Don't uh, get it twisted. For them, it'll be fun. For them, it'll be fun. <laughs> they play Rhode Island and Utah State in Jamaica, and Rhode Island, we know, is going to be good. Mm-hmm. They're going to be probably they're going to be better than Eastern Michigan, mm-hmm. so there you go. Um, Utah State, they play on Sunday, who which we will do a podcast before that game. Because we're gonna have a hectic week weekend schedule next week because we're going to Rice. Yeah, football. Bruni gets to have a sleepover. <laughs> I get to sleep with sleep with Maya. Yeah, you can sleep with her. Who has the a floor. cone on her head? Can, yeah, <laughs> she does. She doesn't care either. It's funny. Um, I found. I remember my. Oh, go ahead. Okay, so something or nothing. Not taking off the dribble threes, aka Mo. <laughs> like every every. Bro, se- I don't even think they had anything to like. I don't even know if they could take off dribble threes if they want. This is in any game. This is not just last night. This is in any game that they've that they've played. It's it's like nothing. And iso ball obviously isn't the best thing to, to play at all. Yes. But they have not had. There's not. I feel like every shot they put up, they've been trying to get it off an assist. And that's the goal. 
of course, well, it's the goal at any in any offense unless yes. you're the Rockets. But I'm saying you shouldn't force it. Like I feel like I've I've multiple times this season. I remember a play with Mo. Like he could have easily just put up like a little floater or something, mm-hmm. and he just laid it off. And I think it was Dang or Thomas. They weren't expecting the ball because he thought that he was going to go up with a shot. Yeah, and it he just it got it was well, a turnover. That's what I'm saying. This team just needs to find comfort and know what they're doing together on the floor. Like because yeah. it's a lot of chemistry that comes with playing together in games. And so Mo needs to be aggressive. James needs to be aggressive. Those two guys need to be aggressive. Those two guys should be scoring 15 points a game. It's not even close. Those two guys should be scoring 15. Zach should be scoring 10 against any team. Any team. Mm -hmm. I don't care. No, I agree. Javion is obviously different because he's more of a creator, but he needs to obviously have five assists a game. Um, Instead of five turnovers a game. Yeah. So, and then you go down the list and everything else is kind of extra in a sense. DJ, like I said, should be averaging eight. Thomas should be averaging eight. Um, Dang should be averaging eight or six or seven. I don't know. But it's just those type of things that we're not seeing at all from this team, at, yeah. at least right now. We're not seeing any consistency in their scoring and how they're scoring and what they're doing to score. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting. Uh, they're, they should beat North Carolina Ante on Tuesday at home. 7 o'clock at the Super Pit. That game's going to tell us a lot because if the struggles continue... Because they're better than Oklahoma Christian. Yeah. But if we can continue the same... Like, if they only put up, like, 60... (laughs) If they put up 60, we have a big problem. We have a huge problem. I just think it's going to be... If they put up 65, I'll be concerned still. They need to put up over 65. So, uh, that'll be on Tuesday. And then, like I said, they go to Rhode Island, play on Friday and Sunday... We will record the next podcast Sunday morning, so we won't cover the Utah State game, but Utah State is ranked number 17 in the country. VCU is ranked 25, so... <laughs> yeah, so what, what's 17 to us? What do you mean? What What is number 17? There's no fear. North Texas almost beat, oh, almost beat VCU. Saying. Well, I'm saying defensively, hopefully it should continue is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Like, I don't think this team will get blown out. Against a good team like that, just because they're going to slow the game down so much. Yeah, that's true. Which Very seems true. to be hurting them so far this season. Yeah, but. it's a double-edged sword. So anyways, Colin, anything else for, for this team? I think we've covered them. Yeah, I covered, think we're good. Covered the hell out of them. All right. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, leave us a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Apple and SoundCloud at Bruni's Breakdown Podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at Matthew Bruni underscore. Colin on Twitter at CJH Mitchell. Mean Green 24-7 is who we do this for. MeanGreen247.com. Check the site out. Uh, interact with us. Interact with us on the board. Check out the stories. Um, I promise you'll like it. Um, follow us. Follow Green Twenty Four Seven on Twitter as well at Green Twenty Four Seven. Tell your grandma. Tell your mother if you disagree with us. Let us know respectfully, of course. And we'll talk to y'all later. <laughs>